just uh, hoofers. Uh, troopers. Welcome to... I was just going to say dreading the fucks. Mm. Should we start again? Ah! Hear ye, hear ye, fellow thespians. I guess it's better than fucking the boards. <laughs> Hot cha-cha and ram-a-lim-a-ding-dong. Hello, fellow thespians. Whew. This Monday's full of jazz hands. <laughs> uh, Jen, Jen Ponton. You are Jen Ponton. I'm Lillian Bustle. And with us is our guest, Liza Poor. Hello, Liza. Hello. Hello, Hello, Liza. And we're here to tackle that temptation with a time step this morning. Ooh, we love it. <laughs> no, no fans of no fans of nonsense. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I've never seen nonsense. You're you're doing fine. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> me neither. You're you're me missing a, a, a blip in the zeitgeist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> welcome, Liza. Liza Poor is here with us today on our one of our earliest episodes of Dreading the Boards. And Liza is someone who I've known for quite some time through theater. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually, um, after uh, college, I lived in L.A. for a little bit. And then when we moved back east and we moved to the New York area, the first show that I did here was with your husband. Oh yeah. Ah, Which one was it? Was it Godspell? Susical the musical. Right. Susical. <laughs> Don played the Grinch. Cute. And oh I played the Grinch's wife. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's marvelous. So precious. <laughs> yeah. Unpopular opinion. I don't like that show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, I think it has some good, uh, good stuff in it. It's, it's uh, like I don't know why. I feel like the whole time I was in it, I was like, why though? Why? But the, some of the music is really good. It's you know, sure. Flag and Aaron, so it's like good stuff. But, but I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, I think my biggest why was when Rosie O'Donnell was playing the cat in the hat on Broadway. Oh no! <laughs> oh. Nope, nobody remembers Things that we either. don't want to remember. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so Lillian, how do you know Liza? Well, I guess we know how you know Liza, but how do you know uh, Liza? Well, I mean, we were Hoboken people together. Um, mm -hmm. We had mutual friends. We had mutual theater people. And then eventually, for a while, we did uh, a podcast called The Body Podcast together. Woo-woo! The Body Podcast! Yay. But Liza has a uh, a rich background in all kinds of performance, everything. And you know what? You didn't list your cheerleading stuff, but I would say that that's also performance as well. Um, yeah, but, I guess that's true. Yeah. Her bio what? says... She's a cheerleader? I was a cheerleader. Yeah. Which, if you know me, does not come as a surprise. Uh, but I was a cheerleader in high school. And uh, then I coached for several years after high school. I... I I love I love the sport. I love it. Oh my and, god! You know you're hanging yeah. with the weirdos, right? <laughs> but that's the thing. In my high school, our cheerleading squad, we were the weirdos. Like I remember the one girl she joined as a freshman. I think it was a sophomore, and I'd only seen her throughout the summer at uh, practices. And then I saw her at the mall, and she was like full goth, huh? Full goth. And I had no yes. idea. I was like, okay, girl, get it. So we were all, <laughs> and I was a theater nerd. Like we were all weirdos. We were a special. Team. <laughs> but what so. what strange planet are you from? 
<laughs> uh, outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that was, I think that was honestly probably why I was kind of attracted to it and why I stuck with cheerleading for so long is that we were all, we were all cool. We were cool. <laughs> I mean, I can yes. imagine a world, like I took gymnastics when I was younger. I can, Im- I have uh, obviously far too much team spirit in general. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can imagine a world where like if we were doing those things with people who I liked and there wasn't some kind of weird pressure and always very short skirts, like I could have been, I could have gotten down with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in addition to her cheerleading past, Liza has worked in theater, film, TV, voiceover. I love that you said and TikTok question mark. And currently well, produces. Are you a TikTok queen? I mean, I am. I've had one TikTok go very viral for some unknown reason. Uh, and what uh, was it? What did you tick? Well, here's the greatest part is that a lot of what I post on TikTok is kind of like I like transitions where you do like makeup reveals. And I also do a bunch of like singing on there, obviously. But the one that went viral was this one where I saw a TikTok of a guy who had done a tattoo and it was Princess Peach. Um, but it was like a sticker of it and it, it was peeling up at the edges. Now, the tattoo work was impeccable, but my brain immediately went, oh, no, 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 you can't permanently tattoo on your body something that's peeling up. What are you insane? So that was basically the TikTok and people loved it. <laughs> yeah. You would have people for the rest of your life coming up and being like, oh, I got it. Oh. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah. And just yeah, like scratching exactly. for a second and then being yeah. shocked. Oh, dreadful. So, yeah, people really identified with my like anxious panic at, at 9 a.m. So we love it. Yes. <laughs> Here for it. Uh, and mm-hmm. also currently produces the uh, the fabulous podcast discussing all kinds of films called DVD Deathmatch with her husband, Mike Palasic. Um, <laughs> so how many how many DVDs did you all start with? Remind me. Was we started it- with we started with one thousand three hundred twenty-one DVDs. Holy macaroni! <laughs> and that's just the the movies that we have on DVD and Blu-ray. That doesn't include kind of uh, TV shows or kind of weird one-off concerty things. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We never counted, oh but God. Don was definitely a huge fan of physical media. We have just started to pare that down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it is honestly the most practical um kill two birds with one stone wow god these are terrible metaphors Uh, (laughs) but it's the most practical thing that i've ever heard to make a podcast we need to declutter god these are a lot of movies we should really figure out which ones we like let's make sure everybody knows who's better and who's worth throwing away (laughs) Well, and it's, Plus, it's fun too because it's a it's completely random. We select them at random and just pit two random DVDs together. Oh, really? So it's it's very like funny. We've had a couple of weeks where it's like we can't get rid of either of these, and then a couple of weeks where it's like we can get rid of both of these. <laughs> yes, yes. So. Otherwise, it's a real. Um, what do they do with the brackets for um, Magic M- March Madness? March Madness. March Ma- oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Magic Mike Madness. Magic, Magic March. Mike. Magic. Ooh, I'll take Magic, it. Magic Markers. Mike Madness. 
<laughs> but I I super love this um, because first of all I have zero attention span, um, so a lot of times I can't pay attention to a whole movie. Second of all, I grew up without cable, so a lot of these very iconic movies that people grew up with I have never seen. Uh, third of all, my memory uh, is so short that I forgot that I already said that. But I uh, <laughs> I forget I forget plot summaries immediately so I can hear you guys be like oh here's the whole thing plus spoilers and then I go back and watch it with Don and I'm like oh yeah I forgot that's why Freddy was Freddy (laughs) (laughs) in Nightmare on Elm Street Um, I enjoy the hell out of it and uh, I'm so excited that you're here to talk about all of the shit shows that you've been involved in (laughs) yay Yay. I'm excited to be here So you've always been one for performance. What really brought you into the world of, uh, I guess, make-believe in front of other people? Um, Well, I I think it it has to stem from the fact that uh, I like to say that I have fourth child syndrome in that there are five kids in my family and I'm number four. So by the time they got to me, they were like, are you still breathing? Great. Thumbs up. (laughs) so it's real pick me energy that uh, uh, I chose to go into theater. <laughs> pick um, me but, uh, energy, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, honestly, I I you know I feel like with a lot of theater people, uh, and uh, apologies if this is cheesy as hell, but this my like moment where I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life was in um, I believe it was. Eleventh uh, grade, we went. We took one year, one trip yearly with the school to New York to see a Broadway show, uh, mm-hmm. and that year we saw Ragtime with <gasps> the original cast, which is an oh insane <sighs> show, and it's a diverse show. Which uh, I'm half black, so that was very fun to see people of color on stage. Um, and I remember getting to the end of Act One, and no spoilers, but. Something crazy happens. We got to the end of act one and I was just like fuming. I was so angry and I was so upset. And I just like the amount of emotion was at a level that I had never felt before. Mm. And I just had this moment where I was like, I want to do that. I want to make people feel that way, the way that I feel right now. Um, so so thanks, Audrey McDonald. You made me go into theater. Oh, <laughs> I just got yes. I just got secondhand goosebumps. Absolutely. That's (laughs) magnificent. Uh, When I saw Ragtime for the first time, uh, someone behind me tried to change their baby's diaper during the show. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Veto. I am so sorry to say that the first time I ever saw Ragtime was in a community theater production. That's a rough one to do in community theater. It (laughs) was so rough. I was like, no, it are so beautiful because I I had heard the music. I had sung the music. Um, and, uh, and, and it was, yeah, it was a shit show, but it's the perfect show to see the original cast. One of the earliest shows. Oh, go on. Oh no, I was just going to say, and I was lucky enough to do ragtime in college. Um, (gasps) and, uh, it was with, uh, I went to Penn state. It was the school of theater. They had money. So they had the resources to put on an amazing show. And I do think we put on an amazing show. Um, and I, one night, uh, I was just in the the Harlem Ensemble, if you will, and uh, the one night I did get to sing Sarah's Friend in 
that amazing song. So I was very uh, excited about that oh, little solo that I got. <laughs> that's amazing. a good one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Don and I did a concert version of Ragtime that was that was pretty good. Um, and we had it was at it was at Debon, and uh, mm. everything about it was pretty spectacular, except for there was one horn player that never really learned the music. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. So, and you know that the the orchestration is very difficult. So it's like banner burner burner. <laughs> and we're all like we're all singing very vigilantly about racism and anyway and injustice <laughs> Beep. um and then when i saw no i saw one of our other friends in a production ours was concert so we weren't trying to do all of this stuff but this other one was and they for the car um for the car they pushed on like a cardboard cutout of just the front <laughs> of a car of an approximation of a model t and i was like this is not doing anybody oh no (laughs) keep dreaming about those Uh wheels (laughs) (laughs) y'all that's great uh and so so you did go to theater school i went to theater school yes i uh uh, much to the disappointment of my parents, who desperately wanted me to be a lawyer, I I went to school. I went into college undecided. I did not pick my major because I quote didn't know what I wanted to do. Slash, my parents were like, "You can't major in theater." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, so my first two years in in college were were taking just random classes, and I took like education courses and uh, psychology stuff and a lot of like English and Shakespeare and a lot of theater. And then when it came time to pick, I was like, I'm just going to like audition for the school of theater. If I don't get in, I'll take it as a sign. And if I do get in, I'll also take that as a sign. (laughs) And, uh, somehow doing a, a monologue from the movie Eve's Bayou, I got into the school of theater. (laughs) I love that movie. Yeah, me too. It's one of my favorite movies. But it is a horror movie, isn't it? A thriller? No, it's like, it's like, um, it's like a, Ooh, it's like a mystery. It's not appropriate for. And the the monologue that I did was about a, a woman who had been nicknamed the Black Widow because all of her husbands kept dying, and she's telling her niece about the husband she loved the most and and how he died. And it's just like it was so inappropriate for like you know like nineteen year old Eliza to do, but I I committed apparently. So that's delightful. <laughs> but yeah yeah so i did went to theater school so you know lots of fun trauma um <laughs> what was some of the of... most ridiculous shit that you remember the most ridiculous thing i got actually was several times people told me that i smile too much did they know you were a very cool cheerleader <laughs> i mean i don't think they did now listen i hear what you're trying to say to me when you say you smile too much it's it's about you know uh, like an acting class or speech, speech and speech and something, speech class, whatever. Um, oh, voice you're, and you're saying yes, yes. You're saying that it it feels like a mask to you, and I understand that. I'm a pretty bubbly, happy, happy person, so I smile a lot. Um, but there's a better way to say that than you smile too much, which were the exact words that were said. Mm. Of course, they were. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also got the one in my in my uh, you know acting one class, the first acting class you take, um, which is 
taught by a grad student who was a lovely man, but we spent one day going around the class and saying, typing everyone, essentially. So saying, oh, you seem like this type of person and you look like this type of person. And it got to, and everyone's getting all these suggestions. Oh, you could play this, you could play this, you could play this. Got to me, crickets, absolute silence. Oh, God. And then uh, my teacher said, well, you're vaguely ethnic. And I was like, uh... I mean, I'm actually ethnic, but okay. <laughs> what? What a weird thing to say to a person. <laughs> like, oh my God. And also, that's not useful. <laughs> it's not useful in any way, which is the whole point of the exercise is to be useful oh, because God. there's a whole thing with knowing your type. Apparently, I don't have a type. I, I uh, exceed the limitations of type. Oh, so, surely you don't have any stories to tell. <laughs> oh, no, no, Ridiculous. No, no. Oh, my God. Um, I also got a fun one that I think uh, Jen as a... Now, did, did you grow up in New Jersey? Yes. So you're a full-on New Jerseyan. Now, yeah. I grew Blue-blooded, up... Grew yes. Up, yes, I grew up outside of Philadelphia. So we're rivals, is what I'm saying. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But now, as my husband likes to constantly remind me, we are currently raising two Jersey girls, which blows my mind because we've lived here for so long. So there's that. But um, in college, we were doing that. The school theater was doing. Oh, I've forgotten. A New Brain. There we go. Oh. Um, which is a lovely show. It's kind of, uh, it's contemporary theater. So it's a little bit more uh, challenging. There's I got to tell you. Parts. Yeah. I always confuse it with the man who... The the man who had two brains, that Steve Martin movie. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, oh, I'm Steve Martin musical. I'm listening. But yes, I, I know of a new brain. This is a my dear friend Kay did it. Bill Finn musical yeah. about cancer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, for real? It, oh fuck. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, yes, I'm yeah. listening. So you did um, a new brain. <laughs> so they were doing a new brain and it's not it doesn't have like a chorus or anything, so it's just a few parts and there's um uh the part of the homeless woman, that is the character. Um and it's one of those parts that I love because oh you literally come on for one song and just blow the roof off a place and then you're done. Ooh. And I love that shit. I eat that shit up. Um, and I wasn't going to audition uh, just because I had just come off of a bad experience and it was whatever. Um, but the person directing it, I was taking a class with him and it was a musical theater audition class. And one of our assignments was to audition for the musical. So <laughs> I had to audition. He called me back for the homeless woman Um and I love to say that if I could put my callbacks on my resume, holy shit, they would be amazing. <laughs> but, oh, um, <laughs> yes, I love that. So it called me back for the homeless woman. It was between me and one other girl. There's this insane note at the end of the homeless woman song that you hold for like, it's a very low song. It sits perfectly in my register. Um, and it uh, has an insane note at the end that's like 14 bars long. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's forever. And it's amazing. <laughs> And I did, and we had to sing that for the callback, and I killed it. Like, I just killed it. You know when you just, you're like, oh, did it, done, smash Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Could not have done anymore. And then I didn't get the part. And I was like, hey, that's showbiz kid. Like, I was at a point where I could see, um, you know, that thing where it's just like, there's not only so much you control, and sometimes you're just not going to get it, even if you blow blow it out of the park. So I was like, great, fine, whatever. Teacher pulls me aside the next class. I didn't say anything to him. He pulled me aside. He's like, I just want to say your callback was amazing. But, um, you know, we went with this other girl because, I mean, she's just a little like, she's just a little like, uh, like, uh, 
mm, grittier. She's from New Jersey, you know. So, happy cheerleader Liza from outside Philadelphia was too bubbly to play the homeless woman. Oh, my (laughs) I mean, not wrong. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Not wrong. We are are gritty as as sandpaper. We are an unpleasant lot, and we won't let you forget it. (laughs) (laughs) And also, you're not allowed to complain about it. But, um, (laughs) no. I, I love, I love that that sits right at the top of your resume, (laughs) that audition, (laughs) that callback, fuck, that's, and how often do we get to leave the audition room feeling that thoroughly sure, especially personally for me with musical theater, because my anxiety goes all the way up into my throat. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, almost never. Yeah. Oh, I, uh... (laughs) I, I think you both know this story, but I had uh, a really good, what I thought was a really good audition for Avenue Q. There was a small period of time where they actually were wanting puppeteers. And then later they wanted performers who they would teach how to puppeteer. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that it was Cindy Tolan. It was like a very high, mm-hmm. it was whoever's name is on the door was in the room, right, right. which almost never Ooh. happens. Um, and I did whatever I did with the puppet that I made. And at the end, she was like, wow, uh, thank you so much. You could really make a lot of money doing puppetry in New York. And I walked out of that and I was like, oh, my God, I nailed it. And then, like, as I wa- the further I walked away from the room, I was like, she means somewhere else. <laughs> she, means, oh, no. she means not in this play. <laughs> not in Avenue Q. Oh, the worst. <laughs> but I felt great about the whole thing. So there we are. that's amazing oh did you do a lot of acting exercises Liza where you had to touch other people you didn't want to touch of course of course and a lot of like um like just not just vulnerability stuff that's like you can't I was reading a great article recently about about how actually traumatic theater school is and how like um, psychologists are just like, wait a minute, they do what to you? Wow. Um, their people are just now discovering how problematic. Oh, yes, please. I will. I will. Um, because it's just a lot of, and, you know, I, I, again, I get it. I, I, I love the theater school that I went to. It was a wonderful education. Um, but uh, it was a lot. They do a lot of just trying to break you the fuck down. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and thinking that, from there is how you're going to get your best work. And there, it's not completely wrong, but there has to be a better way. There just has to be. For sure. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Right. There's there's a more humane way. It's not about traumatizing you and, and bludgeoning you open. It's about opening doors in you and, and like, showing you things I, that you had never considered or that may – or, like, revealing your blocks to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had to Google the exact quote, but Sheila in Waiting for Guffman, when she's talking about Ron, she's like, he's teaching me to change my instincts or at least ignore them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I felt so much of my theater exercises were where I was like, but that's not that's not (laughs) what I feel like this character would do in this moment. (laughs) So, like, what is this blocking? What is this interaction about? Yeah, yeah. And I remember we had to, at one point, we had to write our own monologue, you know, talking about uh, telling a story about ourselves. 
And essentially, if you didn't cry, you didn't get an A. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. God. So uh-huh. I've uh, I've been privy to that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have either so, of you guys that was that was fun. Did you watch Barry? Yeah. Oh my god. I didn't watch love. past season one yet, oh, but I oh love god. Barry. I'm gonna revisit it's, Barry. It's so good. I've watched it twice through because like I found the time to watch the whole thing twice through and I'm like, give me more Barry. Where is Barry? Yes, give it to me. Same. It's so good. But it didn't occur to me until now that like I bet so much of that was born out of people having to bend over backwards. Yeah. Like it's not just a serial killer experiencing this. This is what we all experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's an assassin. That's not yeah. fair. He's not a serial killer. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, you had mentioned in our our um, sort of inventory earlier um, doing uh, for color girls. Where was oh, that? God. Was that in in college? That was in college, um, and it was it was for a class, but we had to do like a big showcase at the end, and it was for colored girls, and uh, um, especially younger Liza was was plagued with this like I want to do this thing, but I also have terrible stage fright, so like pick me, but just for like something small, something small, oh, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I really had to like work through like no 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 go for the stuff that you want, and but so I was cast as Lady in Red who, if you know for Colored Girls, it's uh, it's one of the most difficult kind of monologues uh, that is in there. It's, um, again, I hate spoiling stuff, so I don't so I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's a woman talking about a huge trauma that happened with her children. Um, and, you know, I'm 20. I don't I haven't had kids at this point, so I don't know. But I worked really hard on it and I felt really proud of the work that I had done and and the teacher was one of the first professors at school theater to really kind of pay attention to me and, 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 uh, uh, help me and guide me. And I felt like it was the first time I'd really felt like, Oh, I'm doing something here and I'm really learning something, uh, in the acting realm. Uh, and, uh, we got to the showcase and I just lost a line and I stood there for what felt like 15 minutes was probably actually 10 seconds um oh, and I just God. and I, I I found it and I picked it back up and and I finished the monologue but the entire time I was just already beating myself up for fucking up and so angry with myself and I left and wept in the bathroom like oh. sobbed like oh, so I was like no. I don't know if I've ever cried harder um because I was just so I like I was so disappointed in my, and it was it was one shot. You know what I mean? It wasn't a, a run of a show. Mm-hmm. I had one shot and I fucked it up and I still think about it, <laughs> obviously. Oh, fuck. Um, yes. Um, it's yeah. just the worst oh, feeling. <laughs> it's so And exposed. then if you don't know that how you can come back, like mm-hmm. uh, how long do you stand up there in silence or just vamping? Right. Right. Terrifying. Exactly. And I didn't and I didn't have the I didn't have the the improv skills to vamp in the middle of this very sad thing. And it was a monologue. It wasn't even like, you know, because I've been in plenty of situations where other people have got up on a line or I've missed a line or missed a whatever and people cover and it works out and it's fine. And this is just it was just me on stage uh-huh. and just like in a spotlight like it was bad. Oh, <laughs> it was <Lord>. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that that happened to me once but in a lower stakes situation like it was I I was 
I don't even remember what it was called, but it was a half an hour um, solo show that was a teacher talking to her students. And it was very funny. But I don't know why I took this on because um, I was a senior and I was already drowning in whatever my senior shit was. And this was for somebody's mm-hmm. junior project. And thank God that um, that what happened was people started laughing at something that I didn't think I was going to get laughs on. And then I oh, was no. like, literally, there's a video. You can see my face. I'm like, oh, I'm so fucking <laughs> pleased with myself that I then don't remember what happens next. Thank God what <gasps> happens next. There was an actual apple on my desk. And the next line was, oh, who brought the apple? But you can see, and it's only like five or six seconds. It's enough for me to look pleased, the laughter to start to lie, die down, me to look like I'm about to shit my pants. And then I see and then I see the apple. And the way I deliver the line, I'm like, oh, who brought the apple? Oh, so good. I got to find that video. Oh, it's the man. relief. Oh, my God. The yeah. apple. I just love how oh. how pleased you were with yourself. And I just see, like, oh, tiny Lillian sure. up on stage in her Coke bottle glasses <laughs> looking like the Statue of Liberty. Like, yeah, I am funny. This is wonderful. <laughs> and uh, in hockey, they call that admiring your shot. Like, if you <laughs> if you do something and then you screw up the next thing because you're so pleased with what you did. Yes. I love it. God, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, a sports thing. Um, so, <laughs> Shocking. I wonder if there's anything specific about um, the, the theater group that we worked with uh, or, or any, <laughs> any standouts in the community theater that you've done that you <laughs> wanted to get off your chest. Yeah. I mean, I uh, the, the community theater group, that we worked with um, put on some really great shows. I was in a lot of them. I worked with a lot of the same people and I, it just got to a point where, now listen, no one is owed anything. Like I get it, but it got to a point where I felt like the very least that you know about me is that I am consistent. I show up early. I'm that girl. I always know my lines on time. I always have everything you know, that I'm supposed to have. I know my choreography. Like, you know that I'm consistent. Um, And there were a bunch of times where, again, the callbacks, it came down to me and someone you didn't know and you went with the person you didn't know just because you like playing with new people. Um, (laughs) And and it just got to a point where I was like, fuck, what do I have? Who do I have to sleep with to get a fucking good part? Um, And... uh, but one of the one of the the funnier experiences with them was we did a Rocky Horror Picture Show and um, I was in the ensemble, uh, which was super super fun. And uh, that was a great show. The, it was you guys did yeah. a great job. Thanks. It was it was really really we I think we had again the production team was really like like our music director was very much like I want singers in this I want it it's it's Rocky Horror Show I want it to sound really amazing our choreographer did a wonderful job everyone who was cast was fabulous like it was just a really really fun experience and we did on the Saturday we did two shows we did a show at seven and we did a show at eleven nice and uh, the the person directing it was also praying playing uh, Frankenfurter and we're at the second show we're in the time warp it was a whole thing where it's this very small um, space 
and there's like stage and seating behind the seating are, is the dressing rooms. And then there's a little bit of a backstage. And for the time warp, I was in the aisle. And I, so I run out into the aisle to do my little like dancey dance. And his face, full Frankenfurter makeup, peeks out from the curtains. And he just goes, Liza, Liza. And I was, I like turn around, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I left my boots backstage. Go get them. I don't care how you do it. Just go just go so he was full-on panic about his boots and i was like okay and i just like danced up on stage like danced around people got backstage grabbed the boots come out back on stage with the boots (laughs) and i like threw them back like into the dressing room but it's just it's so funny it's like i have such a clear picture of his face peeking out (laughs) behind the curtains in just like full panic but in full frankenfurter and that giant (laughs) wig the, the yes! wig was like a foot and a half tall. It was insane. It was like Marge Simpson, but red. It, it was, was so incredible. Great. Magnificent. <laughs> um, yeah. It and was you had a really, whole backstory really for your character for that. You were like I did. a little sexy well, panda. Yeah. Yes, I was a furry. I was playing a furry um, <laughs> because a friend of mine, a friend of mine actually suggested it. And she was like, oh, you should be like a like a furry. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Like, just like wear something you know, like kind of fuzzy or whatever. And then she was like, she was like, yeah, you could be like a cute teddy bear. And then she goes, wait, you should be a panda because pandas are black and white. And so are you. <laughs> That's amazing. Cute. Yes. And my character's name was Pandalicious. Yes. And uh, it's really, the panda thing is really stuck. I love that. <laughs> uh, so... In addition to, you know, strange things that we've all been a part of, I love to hear stories about weird stuff that you've seen. And it, it doesn't have to have been bad. Like some really bizarre mm. show that you've been to or even like an improv thing that you remember. Something that had um, puppets that you were not warned had puppets. <laughs> oh. Yep. <laughs> um, That's real. Wow. Wow. I can't wait to hear that story. Um, I, I'm i really struggling to think of anything. I mean, I know that um, my only experience with Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat is a uh, summer camp I was working at there. The theater camp that was attached to it was doing it. So I watched a bunch of like 10 year olds do Joseph. Wow. Um, and that was not fun. I had to sit through no. that whole thing and it was not enjoyable. <laughs> That's um, that music's way too hard for kids that age. I mean, it was just a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I did in in high school. Our kind of rivals um, had an incredible theater program and just like, again, so much money. So their shows always looked really great. And they had a bunch of talented people in them. But they did do a production of Once on this Island with like mm, two black people uh-huh. in it. Which like you can't you can't do that. Oh, also uh, the theater group that I was a part of uh, in college, Penn State Thespians. It's the longest run longest student run organization on Penn State campus. No big deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, the whole time we were there, I remember this one this one guy was like, "I really want to do Aida. I want to do Aida." And I was like, "Hi, you have half a black person in your theater group, and that's me. So um, you can't do Aida. You can't sing the God's Love Allentown. It's just not gonna work." <laughs> Um, and uh, and then a few years after I graduated, I went back to see a show and they were indeed doing Aida. No. Aida was played by a white uh-huh. girl. You can't, you can't stop the white people. You just you truly can't. can't. I've seen all white productions of fucking South Pacific. 
Oh, no. No, no, no. It's a show no one should be watching anyway, but definitely not. Uh, <laughs> with an all-white cast. Uh, my my no. friend, when he was – my friend David, uh, who I talk about as my the friend that I met on the set of Mariah Carey's Glitter – um, <laughs> he was doing the whiz up at Rutgers and he was the whiz and he was, he was great. Okay. I should set the scene. I dragged my ass all the way up to the Bronx <laughs> to oh, see the show. No, no. And I think I brought Don with me. Um, and most of the show was very good, but the guy who played the Tin Man was not just white, but like he was so white and, and the song, he was like, slide some oil to me. And I was like, oh, oh no. No. Oh, no. And you could feel it's very rare that you're in an audience where everybody kind of cringes at the same time. But it was very much like a are we are we going to we're just going to watch this happen. OK. Oh, no. Oh, no. Weirdly enough, they no. also did Iolanthe. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, the same the same powers that be who are like. No, you can't do my play and change the gender of this character. Should absolutely be just as strict about you absolutely cannot do a black centric show with a white cast. Well, they no. recently they recently changed the the contract or whatever it is. I think I could be pulling this out of my ass, but I feel like I saw a thing, I read a thing on the internet. Heard of it? Where <laughs> in the contract in the contract for the Wiz, you it has to be black. People. Good. Oh. They very recently Thank just God. did that, oh, and it was like, yeah, Jesus. if you want to do this story, you have the Wizard of Oz. You don't have to do the Wiz. Yes. You just don't. No. <laughs> right. Right. Oh boy. Yeah. Fuck. There's a great thing on TikTok of um, in the whites that's going around, which is just like cat, cast full of white people doing in the height. <gasps> oh, <laughs> and it's just and just like no. real cringy. Oh, I can't watch no. too much of that, but it is very funny. If you just Google in the whites, it's oh, it's very funny. For sure. <laughs> wow. We did. We and thankfully it worked out equitably. I th- and I think because our director uh was a black woman who was deeply invested in the integrity of her project but we did she was directing in college um a show that she it was like a prose it was like performed prose and so she called it southern exposure and it used it used stories from people like truman capote and flannery o'connor and like two of the three One story was exclusively about, like, poor Southern white people. And then the second story was about a neighborhood going through um, segregation. And then the third story was very Black-centric. And we really didn't have a lot of Black students in our theater program. Uh, Really just a couple of people at the time. It has since become uh, almost exclusively people of color, which is delightful. And I'm like, oh my God, there's two white people in here. Yes! But um, (laughs) uh, at the time, it was still very, very predominantly white. And she she made the theater department make such an effort to get people outside of the arts building who were like other majors who had ever even thought about performing to come and audition. And so what it turned out that we had this really exciting cast, not just because we were actually doing the stories justice, but because we were meeting so many people out of our 
little theater bubble, let alone our ethnocentric bubble, um, who were just like coming in and livening it up. And it was the first time they had ever done a play for a lot of them because they had no real interest in theater. But like that was it, it was a really good time. And it also took down so much of the of the inherent drama that happens among theater kids because so many of these kids were like, whatever, I'm a business major, but I'm doing this for fun. And then I'm going to that frat party. And we were like, what is this? But like, <laughs> she had to look I far and that. wide, but it was great. It was great. I would say it was probably the chillest environment, play environment yeah. that I ever faced in college by a long shot. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing to me in in theater how on one hand you have people who are like, well, no one who is, you know, over 30 pounds and a person of color can play Audrey, has to be skinny, white, blonde, high-pitched voice, has to be. Um, But then also is like, well, this white person could play Aida, it's fine. Uh Uh-huh. Right. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh, Why is yeah. the baker's wife never fat? Oh, right? Right? Oh, why? Though I will say, I'm so excited. Um, Kay, uh, Liza, my friend Kay, is like the Liza to my Lillian. Um, and she and I run a puppetry company together. And she ended up doing a production of um, Into the Woods where she was the baker. <gasps> love it uh-huh. love it and the baker's oh, wife was wait. not then the baker's husband she was just the baker i love wait, it is she on, is she on tiktok wait, yes yeah. kalanzi i've seen i saw her tiktoks where she was like oh my god you guys i got the baker i saw her tiktoks and i was like yeah yes oh that's so good when i was a, a senior in college they kept picking all these shows that had mostly men. And my, like, mm. last semester there, my spring semester, they were like, let's do the Fantastics. And I was like, why don't you all eat a whole bag of dicks? Like, <laughs> if you're so excited about all these dicks, yep. you should eat them. <laughs> and uh, I, I walked into the, the theater director. Who, no, I lo- this woman is fantastic. She's not a bad person. Um, but collectively as a whole, bad decisions were made. I walked into Phyllis's office and I was like, this is not okay. I don't know if you understand this pattern, but like if I am not cast as one of the fathers in this show, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my mind. And so it sucked because I did get, I got, I was uh, Matt's mom um, and then singing in like a range that was completely not for me. And then I blew out my voice. Anyway, long story. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, do we need to do the Fantastics anymore? Also, but mm, eh, concur. No. Eh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, no. But yeah, I was just like, why? Why are we? If you if you don't have the wherewithal to look at what you have and then pick shows that are good for that pool, we did um, Streetcar one time, and then they hired someone to play um, not Stanley, but the other guy. They hired like an adult outside actor, the nice one that mm. like tries to court her, but it doesn't work out. Yeah. 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 I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm determined to do a gender swapped Jesus Christ superstar oh, so that I can hot. play Judas. Yes. Um, Let's talk about I'm just fully... an all female, just an all female cast. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they did. Um, They were they have there's a recording of it with the Indigo Girls playing Jesus and Judas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's incredible. We gain a little theater heart. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, this is the awesomest, gayest thing I've ever listened to in a life. I love it. Yes. Um, no, oh. but I fully, I fully want to start, I fully want to start a theater company that, that one of its main purposes is to do, is to cast against type. Oh, absolutely. I've been thinking and about that And just like see what comes of it. Too. I think that would be incredible. Incredible. Also, Lillian, because uh, uh, you were in a production of Steel Magnolias, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And some, I was talking to someone years later and he was like, because I auditioned for that. Not very well. So it like I was like, oh, I didn't get that. That wasn't good. But um, but there was apparently a moment where they were going to do an all black cast of Steel Magnolias. Oh, yeah. But they were missing. They didn't have someone. So they were like, never mind. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> I wow. Mean, and it was a, a, such a great production. Entirely. Exactly. And and that is that is no tea, no shade to what they actually put up. It was sure. amazing. It was so good. Um, but I was just like, that's a weird, that's a weird, uh-huh. that's a weird Can turn we to find take, guys. eight black women? No, only seven. Oh, well, guess it's got to be my phone. Only seven. Never mind. No. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. We tried to be Just diverse, crazy. but it didn't work. It didn't work out. We tried really hard. We looked far and wide. Couldn't wow. make it happen. What a lesson. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, yeah. What a lesson. <laughs> Which is whatever you can do to actually include people, fucking do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> we go half and half. Go half and half if you had some of them. No? No. Okay, great. No. Great. Back to square one. <laughs> we did a we did a production of Mice and Men, uh, where there I believe one of the characters is referred to over and over as the Negro. It's the black guy who's working on the farm who gets um uh blamed for a bunch of stuff. And uh we didn't have any black people, so they cast our friend who was Filipino and then they called him the engine. <laughs> No, 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 no. no. How about hundred reasons? How about just don't no. pick this play don't with a thousand men and one woman who just gets? I was the stage manager for that, and I was the amount of inappropriate touching that I was, because it was mostly dudes in the show. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then I was backstage mm-hmm. with my hands full and a and a you know walkie on my ear. Hi-yo. And the people like people who would have never wrapped their arms around me from behind. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? No, stop it. Oh, hate it. <laughs> That's what theater is all about. Inappropriate touching. Mm. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Liza, where can we find um, DVD Deathmatch? And how much can people um, binge? Oh, well, uh, we're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, mm-hmm. we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web. Woo! That's how I end every episode, in case you're wondering. Um, and we uh, uh, we are about to record our 60th episode, Ooh! so there's lots for you to binge. Um, and, and there's uh, not, there's nary a dud in, I've listened to m- most, if not all of them. And I cackle at least twice every episode out loud, and I learn something every episode. Well, hold on one oh, second. Thank you so at much. least half of these episodes have to be duds. Get it? What? <laughs> Liza gets it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Subject matter, not the content. Oh my God, Liza, you should, you guys should do like giveaways uh, among, oh, you do. 
You give away the That's DVD. An, it's an interesting thing to say. We have not yet, but uh, we uh, we have we have some plans, you guys. If you're if you're from coming from DVD Meth Match and listening to this because you just um, love hearing my voice, which I'm sure is a lot of you. Uh, <laughs> she smiles uh, a lot, you guys. <laughs> It's oh my god, so much. <laughs> I don't so want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we have some stuff stuff coming up that we're we're planning for. Also, we we have a, a holiday party typically every year, although not for the past couple of years, because thanks, pandemic. Yeah. Um but we have started a weird tradition where uh, at our holiday parties we do a raffle giveaway of all of the stuff that like we've ordered from Amazon that we forgot to return or they sent us two of them or yes <laughs> just Amazing. random random shit so that's yeah god that's clever i love that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and check out her ticks and talks also. Her ticks and yeah. her talks. She's and that's trendy. Lizzie Poe, right? She's she's uh viral. Guys, I'm almost Gen Z. JK, I'm an elder millennial. <laughs> um no, uh, my TikTok handle is pandalicious37. Gotcha. Cuz for a little while I didn't want necessarily want people to know that I did TikTok, so I was like, well, we'll just not use my regular <laughs> username. <laughs> Fair enough. I hope I just but, blow up your spot. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. I've, I've realized now that it's it's out there, including my face. So like people are going to know. Oh. But there was like a guy from college who I hadn't spoken to in a decade who was like, oh, my God, I just came across your TikTok. And I was like, <laughs> uh, cool. no, was it the singing or was it the thirst trap that I posted? That makes a difference. <laughs> uh, amazing. All right. Amazing. Thank you so much, Liza. Thank this was you, a joy. Liza. Thank you guys so much. This was so much You're fun. You're so lovely. <laughs> Thespians, we will have Liza's um, connectivity in our show notes. Check out DVD Deathmatch. Check out her TikTok. All those ticks, all those talks. <laughs> we don't understand. We are geriatric millennials. Um, until next cool. time, I'm Jen Ponton. I'm Lillian Bustle. And we hope we will break all your legs. Break all of them. Break all of them. Gently. <laughs> Ever Because so we know... So many of us don't have health insurance. <laughs> Get those hours, folks. Uh.